letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Monday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include a look at legalizing marijuana in Minnesota, slowing down the theft of catalytic converters, and a big honor for a Minnesota hero. But we begin today on Interstate 94, just north of downtown Minneapolis, where an officer-related incident shut down the freeway. Three state troopers are on administrative leave following the fatal shooting of a motorist on I-94 in North Minneapolis overnight. The state patrol says a driver with no taillights was pulled over shortly before 2 a.m. Monday morning. Troopers learned the man, identified by the Star Tribune as 33-year-old Ricky Cobb of Spring Lake Park, was wanted by law enforcement in Ramsey County in connection with a felony. They say he refused to exit the car and when troopers attempted to remove him, drove away. That's when one of the troopers fired a shot. Body cameras and squad cameras were activated during the incident and that video is expected to be made and that video is expected to be made public after the family has had a chance to view it. The Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is investigating. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. An Amber Alert was issued over the weekend. WCCO's Al Shock has details on that. We're learning more about an abduction case that happened over the weekend in central Minnesota and ended with a two-year-old boy safe and the suspect in jail. Becker police say they answered the call Saturday night where a woman was assaulted with the attacker identified as Scott Hendrickson taking her car and the child. The situation triggered an Amber Alert for the young Liam Hendrickson. The 41-year-old Hendrickson was tracked down to a home more than an hour away in Baxter, and after three hours of negotiations, he surrendered. Hendrickson had a court order barring contact with the boy, and he is now in the Crow Wing County Jail. The boy is back in his home. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. This week we're examining some of the issues surrounding Minnesota's new law that takes effect tomorrow, legalizing recreational marijuana. WCCO's Laura Oaks has a look at the new challenge for law enforcement how to recognize an entirely different kind of impaired driving. It starts with a training program called A-Ride, intended to give all police officers, sheriff's deputies, and state troopers additional tools to evaluate someone impaired by something other than or in addition to alcohol. It's important considering that unlike a preliminary breath test for alcohol, there is no official screening device for cannabis. But there is one thing the state is trying in a pilot program this fall, an oral fluid test that uses a swab of the driver's mouth to detect the presence of marijuana or other drugs in saliva. Minnesota Office of Traffic Safety Director Mike Hansen. The PBT indicates, well, it's not alcohol, so then we can step in there with the oral fluid test, okay, and we can identify what those other impairing substance or substances uh, would be. And so whether that's cannabis, whether that's an opiate, whether it's a benzodiazepine or, you know, any of the other drug categories or the combination of. Head of the Minnesota State Patrol, Colonel Matt Langer, says troopers will continue to look for signs of driving impairment just like they always have, but admits it's a little trickier these days. Ten years, 20 years ago, we would focus 85% of our time on recognizing alcohol-impaired drivers, and then we'd spend some time talking about, well, what, is, what happens if you encounter someone who you know is impaired, but then you discover it's not at all as a result of alcohol? What do you do in that situation? Fast forward to, to today, and it's completely, uh, it's like 50-50. So we're talking about alcohol impairment like we always did, but it's not like what happens if you encounter, it's when you encounter yeah. people who are impaired 
and it's not alcohol, what do you do? And sometimes when that happens, an officer, deputy, or trooper may need a little help determining which drug or drugs they're dealing with. In that case, they may call a drug recognition expert, or DRE, to the scene. These officers have been through an intense, academically demanding, expensive training program beyond their A-ride training. And Hansen says they're in such demand, the state is hoping to increase the number of DREs from 300 to 500 in the near future. As for the process of legalization, both Hansen and Langer agree that while it seems like it happened in an instant once the balance of the legislature shifted, they've actually been expecting it for a while and have had time to prepare by looking to other states. The fact that so many other states have uh, preceded Minnesota in into this legalization um, has allowed us to uh, pick their brain and learn from their experience and, and try and develop the countermeasures and the programs that will avoid some of the consequences that those states suffer. Langer says impaired driving-related traffic deaths due to marijuana, other drugs, or alcohol have one common denominator. You know, we're haunted by the people who are killed by gun violence or violent crime, domestic violence. We're haunted by the people who die from cancer, or medical conditions that can't be solved. Like, think of all the deaths that can't be solved. We're talking about deaths that can be solved. We know how to solve these deaths. These are easily preventable. We know how to prevent these deaths. And Hans says while drug and alcohol-related traffic deaths are down substantially from a few decades ago before seatbelt laws and other factors, even one is too many. Anything we can do to prevent that family from having that knock on the door is absolutely why we go to work each and every day. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Lawmakers hope a new law will slow down catalytic converter thefts in Minnesota. The new law prohibits scrap metal dealers from purchasing a catalytic converter that is not attached or it meets requirements to show it belongs to a vehicle. DFL Representative Ruth Richardson is the author of the bill and tells the WCCO Morning News it was too easy to sell stolen catalytic converters. Folks were going in once, twice a week with detached catalytic converters selling them and they were stolen and so to have someone who's going in multiple times a week doing this we knew that this was one important way that we could uh, crack down on on the theft. According to the new law scrap metal dealers must collect certain information to aid law enforcement and enter data into an electronic database. Al Schock, News Talk A30 WCCO. A new expanding project for state parks in Minnesota. The DNR is announcing that it's expanding its all-terrain wheelchair program to additional state parks on August 1st. State Park Consultant Jamie McBride says the program launched in 2022 and in its pilot year it was received with excitement from the disabled community. Some people have been using wheelchairs their whole lives and haven't been able to get out in this way in the past and that independence has been um, We've heard the words life-changing. Our vision is unforgettable outdoor recreation experiences. And if we can provide a tool for people with disabilities or people who use a wheelchair for everyday life to get out there, we want to do that. To find out what parks are participating in the program, visit the DNR website. Taylor Rivera. News Talk 830 WCCO. The Twins have reached a critical time of the baseball season when they have a chance to make the team better for a run at the postseason. The payoff, a swing and a miss struck him out. And for the first time all year, the Royals sweep an opponent. And sadly, it's at the hands of the first place Twins. That's right. Despite the lost weekend in Kansas City, the Twins still lead the AL Central. But their five-game losing streaks dropped that lead down to a half game over Cleveland. 
And with the inconsistent offense, the front office is considering options with the trading deadline coming tomorrow. Twins president of baseball operations, Derek Falvey, on the huddle here on WCCO. We have a lot of conversations active, so I wouldn't be surprised if we have something done by Tuesday, but hard to know when that pivot's going to happen. I, I like our team. I like a lot of elements to it right now. The trading deadline, Tuesday at 5 p.m. The Twins will be in St. Louis for a three-game series starting tomorrow night. Al Schock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. It was quite a performance by Lee Hodges, the winner of the PGA Tour's 3M Open at TPC Twin Cities. Hodges is a first-time winner on the tour after finishing 24 under par, winning by seven strokes, and leading all four days of the tournament. It's just a dream week, the whole the whole thing. I mean, I played, honestly, from Monday to Sunday, I played really good golf, even in practice rounds. The Pro-Am, I made a bunch of birdies, and then I made a bunch of birdies in the tournament without many bogeys. So it was just one of those weeks. For winning the 3M Open, Hodges takes home a check for $1.4 million and is now qualified for the 2024 Masters. Finally today, a big honor for a Minnesota hero. It's Suni Lee, who's in the top spot. She is going to win the Olympic all-around gold medal. Another honor for Olympic gold medalist Suni Lee, this time in her hometown of St. Paul. so excited and I'm super happy. I love it. It's beautiful. A head and shoulders statue of the gymnast was unveiled yesterday at Phelan Park with Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan there to present a proclamation for SUNY Lee Day in Minnesota. SUNY is the first female athlete to be commemorated in a St. Paul Park. It was two years ago when she won the women's all-around gymnastics at the Tokyo Olympics. She's already preparing for the 2024 Olympics, which take place in Paris. And to get there, SUNY must compete in the Olympic trials in less than a year in Minneapolis. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.